0: Welcome, everybody in, to another episode of the NFL Mox Podcast. This is not a re-record, believe it or not. <laughs> the draft isn't over. Uh, I didn't mess up, and we're not re-recording this, promise. Um, Definitely not. So, <laughs> But actually, the draft is over. So we wanted to put this out because I thought it was just some good insight um, from both of us as to our favorites, our five favorite picks from round two and our five favorite picks from round three. So we're going to roll through those quick, and we'll get you out of here. Um, Like I said, I think we're going to have um, divisional recaps where we grade the drafts coming soon. So that should be fun. Maybe have a little uh, undrafted free agent podcast. Maybe that'll go about 15, 20 minutes. But um, yeah, I mean, we're going to have a lot of fun here real quick. We're going to run through, like I said, run through our favorites, and um, uh, off we'll go. Uh, Nate, do you want to start us off?
1: Oh, sorry. It's spaced out.
0: So you want to start um, with round two or should I begin? It's up to you.
1: I don't even remember my picks.
0: You so don't. you might
1: have to feed me my
0: own picks. All right. If we just Nate, I will message you your picks um, somewhere.
1: Just send it to me a text.
0: Text your picks. Okay. So I'm going to start. Um, with I like just...
1: completely have forgotten them in the last four yeah, Nate, minutes since we talked about it.
0: Nate forgot them. That's okay. He didn't write him down because really he shouldn't have needed to because, you know, I I didn't, I didn't have to mess up. So
1: it's an hour later here too. I'm,
0: yeah. So, um, I'm going to start off, um, Michael Pittman, Jr. The Colts. Uh, I was just, I was super giddy about this pick. Um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, covering the Colts, of course, you're going to get giddy about a guy that, that, you know, you've been projecting to go there for some time. Um, but, yeah, I think Pittman, again, you're going to get a pretty decent separator quickly. Um, good athlete, which is something that, that Ballard likes. He likes team captains. He likes guys at the Senior Bowl. So, everything fit perfectly. And and Pittman, while he can, you know, make those quick separation moves, in-breakers, out-breakers, and stuff like that, you still get a guy who wins in contested spots, great pair of mitts, and adjusts to the football well downfield. And that's something that Indy wanted to get bigger at receiver and did so Um, for Philip Rivers who they brought in so again I thought that that was a home run selection for the Colts at 34 and yeah it leads off uh, leads off the list for me
1: Uh, we'll start um, Van Jefferson who was kind of just my guy I saved him for last the last time we did this I know for sure but we're just gonna jump right into it with him because I really like him Uh, one of the best route runners in the draft uh, the Rams pick him up, which I think is a weird fit. I don't like him being with the Rams, but uh, as far as it goes, I think he's really underappreciated because that offense at Florida was so bad. Uh, they never had a real quarterback throwing to him, similar to DPJ. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think he could be really good. He reminds me a lot of Mike Thomas coming out of the out of college because it's kind of undervalued. Uh, if you'll remember, the Saints got him at a steal. The Rams might have just got Van Jefferson at a steal at 57.
0: Yeah, I think with Jefferson, you finally get somebody who, you know, Goff can rely on getting the ball out quick um, when he needs to because you you trust he'll separate, which is an awesome thing. So my next one um, was a safety. And, of course, Tampa Bay gets all these good players Um, as soon as Tom Brady goes there. uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Really like what he brings to the table as a prospect. Um, You're going to get a guy who can play deep. A single high type of roll, deep half, whatever you want to throw him in, and you're going to get a guy who can you know play in the box and be a sure tackler. So, talking about Winfield again, good ball skills as well. Um, I know there's some you know nagging injuries and, and that type of concern, but I think well worth the pick in the middle of the second round. So, again, like I said, I, I think his ability to read what's in front of him um, with routes and coverages. He sees the field so well that he's going to, you know, thrive early
1: on uh, with Tampa Bay. So I love that one. Yeah, I I like that one. And this is actually going to bring up another guy that I thought would have probably gone a lot earlier. He was valued as high as I would the agree Cowboys pick in the first round. And I'm sure there's a reason that he's falling. A lot of that he has been hurt. Um, there's some Grant Delpit esque problems with tackling in there as well, but. Fulton has been through the gambit in terms of being suspended for a while, coming right back, becoming a leader on an, probably the best LSU team of all time, one of the best college football teams of all time, uh, in my opinion. Um, and so Christian Fulton went to the Titans all the way down at 61, almost into the third round. Yeah. Uh, and truthfully, that that's value. Uh, no matter what problems he has for somebody that was projected a first rounder by so many people, that's value.
0: Yeah. Again, I think Bravel's going to love a guy like that. Uh, you can come in right away, uh, be strong in man coverage. So yeah, that was a good one. Uh, my next one in the second round uh, was actually Jalen Johnson to the bears. Um, I think this sets up really well for what the bears want to do defensively. Uh, Chuck Pagano loves the blitz. And when you blitz, you're getting guys on an Island out there. And I, and I would trust Jalen Johnson on an Island to man coverage. I think, it's another guy that's going to be physical to the line of scrimmage. You're going to get a lot of press uh, a man looks for him. And again, that, that ability to press is going to throw off timing. And it, it's going to be a major help to that defense opposite Kyle Fuller in the secondary. So didn't like the Bears' first second-round pick, but I, I sure as heck loved the Jalen Johnson pick um, to Chicago. And unfortunately, uh, that's a division rival for me. But yeah, I thought they did a, an excellent job there finding finding a good corner. And I think – I know a lot of Bears fans wanted Fulton there. Um, totally understandable. Um, but but I like Jalen Johnson quite a bit.
1: Let's go corner to corner here. And actually pick to pick as well. Yes. as Trayvon Diggs came Funny off the board enough. right after that. Um, the Cowboys, what can we say about their draft except it was oh, excellent. Even man. down to the UDFAs today, it was excellent. Yeah. Uh, picking up Trayvon Diggs, obviously coming from a – family that's already produced a pretty stubbly player at the next level. Uh, Diggs brings a lot to this Cowboys team, and I think he's got a little bit of learning to do, but overall, he has really impressed me throughout this whole process, especially if you run him in a zone kind of coverage. Um, The tackling leaves some to be desired, but uh, with how he plays in press coverage, uh, corner two, corner three floor for me. Yeah, I mean...
0: I think converting to to corner from wide receiver I mean it's got growing pains and that's that's going to happen but like you said I think if w- w- another thing he'll bring to the table is just being able to understand how receivers want to win having played the position so and I'm mm-hmm. sure he's going to get a lot of work with his brother um
1: for yeah, camp no and kidding. stuff like
0: that and probably already has obviously I'm sure so. Yeah, I like that one a lot. And like you said, Dallas absolutely killed this draft. Nate's going to get to another Dallas pick here shortly uh, when we yep. get to round three. Um, next on the list for me was AJ Epinesa uh, to Buffalo. I mean, he was being mocked there before Buffalo traded that first round pick for, for Stephon Diggs. So to get him in the second round, I think one, he's going to replace Shaq Lawson. And two, this is exactly the type of player that Sean McDermott will maximize because AJ Epinesa obviously had the bad testing numbers. And those bad testing numbers for an edge is not a good look because those type of players just don't succeed very often. However, if anybody is going to get the most out of him, Sean McDermott makes a ton of sense. He re- really reinvigorated Shaq Lawson's career there and got him a, a second contract, a pretty decent one in Miami. So, again, you get a guy like that who, again, trims the edge so well. I think he's got a pretty decent inside move. Again, very technical rusher. Are you ever going to put them like wide nine, even seven tech? No. Like you're going to have them just outside the tackle on five tech, and you can move them in three tech probably on on passing downs to really change things up. So, again, Epinesa, I, I really like that fit in Buffalo and good value.
1: My last two are actually going to be running back to running back, and we don't pay running backs, but we do draft running backs. Talk about that. Um, and as far as it goes, this pick uh, was just – it's very fun for me because I'll get to see this guy play in person. I'll get to see him out in the community, uh, a up guy. And that's Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. Uh, the Colts took him at 41. So pretty early on in the second, but as far as it goes, when that you don't have a first round pick, you're looking for guys that can make a difference. Uh, you've done so well in free agency and through the trade. Uh, it helps to bring in a reliable running back. He's got some fumble problems, but, you know what problems are there for they're there to fix and at the NFL level that gets done in a hurry Uh, if he cleans up the fumbles he's got a lot of potential very high ceiling yeah I mean again the straight line speed is great
0: obviously a track track guy in high school and again I think he has perhaps the best vision in the class so lastly for me uh, the Carolina Panthers moved up they were actually now that we're here at the end of uh, the draft, basically Carolina was the only team to uh, draft every pick on defense. Crazy to think about, hmm. but they did do that. And so they moved up to 64 at the end of the second to pick Jeremy Chin, a guy that I am pretty high on and would label him one of my guys in this class. I think you're getting, again, a very toolsy guy. He was down in mobile to, to show uh, of what he's got hmm. against the top senior competition. And so, Again, when you look at him, you look at the range he brings to the table. You look at the ball skills, um, explosive athlete. You know, he tested really well the combine. And, and again, I think you get a guy who's versatile. And Matt Rule talked about that today as a guy, you know, you can move all over the secondary and feel pretty good about wherever he ends up. So, again, Jeremy Chin, I think the potential is through the roof. So it's going to be very exciting to see how Rule and company use him in Carolina.
1: Yeah, no doubt. That's going to be a lot of fun. You would think it might have been the Buccaneers that drafted every pick on defense, but uh, I guess we're keeping it in the NFC South. They went went a lot of offense. Yeah, they did, which is kind of weird, considering their secondary is butt cheeks. But, you know, that's another conversation for another time. Talk about that very soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, So a future feature back for me is coming off next. He went off at 55 to the Ravens, and that's J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. Uh, He's constantly winning foot races to the end zone. And before this, I had said, if a team needs some life on the ground and they need somebody that can get out there and just just work so well in a heavy rushing system in the gaps, that's who they should have gone to. And uh, fit-wise, he went to a pretty fun rushing team, I would say, in the Ravens. Uh, and they're going to get the best out of him, I would think. And truthfully, a little bit, well, I think last night or whenever this was that we did this, we said he's kind of like the, the – the agility and the finesse to Mark Ingram's power uh, and a kind of a gap in between Lamar and Ingram. And it's going to be a lot of fun when they roll all three of those guys out there together. It'll be very interesting. Uh, It's a cheat code. It really is.
0: I really want to see a pistol full house backfield of, of Lamar, Dobbins, Ingram, and the guy we're going to talk about in the third round for the Ravens, Nate, that you'll bring up here shortly. Yeah. That would be just wild to watch. So yeah, that finishes up round two, um, and we're gonna we're gonna glide on in to round three. Nate, would you like to lead off this time?
1: Yeah, let's just start with Devin Duvernay. You're gonna have to send me my other picks. Yes, that's completely for sure, threatened. for sure. I yeah. think I know a couple of them because it's yes. two Saints picks. Duvernay. Sure is. Uh, Good oh, spoiling. I I think I actually know who the other ones are. Sorry, I had to say it out loud to make it real. No, it's okay. Oh, it's
0: okay. I said we're gonna you.
1: start with the Ravens pick just to go back. Go ahead. Uh, yeah into it Uh, as far as it goes Devin Duvernay you know he's got that hip tightness that we've been talking about for a long time but coming off the board at 92 uh, he really started to climb later on in the draft process for a lot of people I really have liked him his hands are something you cannot teach now as far as hip tightness goes we'll see if he can work that out but at the very least you're getting a guy that is gonna burn people down the field and um, can catch very well track athlete. He is probably one of the weirdest athletes I've ever seen at 5'11", 202. Uh he's yeah. built like a bowling ball. He
0: but sure he's
1: super fun. He's gonna be really fun in that offense as well. Yeah, I think
0: like you said, you put Duvernay back there. May even be able to give him some carries at running back, which is wild. And there's so many running backs on that roster now. Yeah. Um in some sense. But again, at le at the very least, you know, contested spots for a five eleven player, it's wild how well he can he can box out defenders. So He's exciting, especially especially in Baltimore. So, mm-hmm. um, start out round three for me. Um, we'll go safety to safety at least from, you know, my my stuff. But uh, Ashton Davis to the Jets. Really like what the Jets did um, on day two. I mean, Mims was a pretty solid pick. I wouldn't call it great. I think, I don't know. I thought the value was okay, but I think the value on Ashton Davis is really good mm-hmm. uh, in the third round. Again, we talk about. I put a lot of safeties on here because I love this safety glass. I mean, again, great range. He'll come down and stick you um, from way downfield. And I think his ability to bait the quarterback and, you know, be able to recover with speed and, again, another track athlete here. And I think you're going to get a guy who you can play on the back end while you have Jamal Adams, if you intend to keep Jamal Adams, that is. You can put him near the line of scrimmage where he can blitz. He can get after the quarterback and be a sure tackler down there and you can get Davis uh, to make plays on the back end, which is exciting.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Um, Well, you know what? Let's just go offense to offense here. I'm looking for some kind of trend to keep these guys together, but it's a saints pick here with uh, Troutman, Adam Troutman, the tight end from Dayton. Um, You know, a lot of people had him as tight end one and here you go, you get him in round three and at the tail end of round three, that matter at a position that you're not getting any younger at in a team that's in the process where they can pick best player available, especially with the pick that we'll talk about a little bit earlier or a little yeah. bit we'll talk about it a little later. It came a little bit earlier, but right. This one's really fun. He he is going to take the top off uh, at the tight end spot, and that's what they really need with Josh Hill and um, dude. I did it again. I did the last Jared night. Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Yeah, I did yeah, that last did, night too. Did well. um, weird. But yeah, um, so yeah, for a team that hasn't had a really truly great receiving threat at tight end since Jimmy Graham um, pre-concussions, it's a good look for them. Sean Payton will use him well. It's a good landing spot for him. Yeah, he's fun. Again, I think you know this is this is all in
0: for New Orleans. Uh, getting three, I thought really good players on the first two days. But, yeah, I think, again, Troutman, you got three tight ends now. you got a few receivers that you can bank on, like Traquan Smith, Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, obviously. And so it's going to be a fun offense. Um, who do I want to talk – oh, Baltimore. We're going to finish up Baltimore because, you know, we had a lot of Baltimore picks to talk about because they actually killed this draft. Um, yeah. Justin Matabuike, again, he was my 23rd overall player. You get him at 71. I mean, man. That value is outstanding. Again, according to me, not necessarily everybody, but I thought he was very good. I think you're getting a three tech who can attack gaps, um, you know, great pass rusher, pretty good athlete overall. And, and sometimes he'll be able to stack and shed offensive linemen. And, uh, I don't, I think it's something you can work on with his hand placement and being able to, you know, grip strength and, and rip defenders, rip offensive linemen, I'm sorry, down. And again, I think the upside there is fantastic and this Baltimore team has always wanted to build their front seven, and I gotta say they did a heck of a job uh, in this draft doing so. Getting Metabuike at seventy-one, and then we obviously had Queen and Queen and Harrison as part of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just loved that pick for the for
1: the Ravens. No doubt about it. Let's just keep going down the list here. I'll go Saints pick the Saints pick. This one actually came earlier. Uh, it's Zach Bond. Uh, kind of a tweener, uh, exactly the definition of a tweener out of Wisconsin. We've been saying for a while that with Zach Bond, it's really going to depend where he goes, what his ceiling can be. He needed a team that'll use him correctly, and Greg Williams and that Saints defense, they're going to use him correctly. And he fills a need at both spots that he plays in the pass rush, which was lacking a lot, especially during the playoffs, for injury reasons and others. And then in the linebacker core where Sean Payton thinks he can play three or four different roles, which will be very interesting to watch, but uh, it'll be really fun. He's really productive. Uh, so I'm excited for that one. I think that's a really good pick there, especially where they got him from. Apparently they wanted to trade up farther and get him ahead, but he just kept falling. So they didn't really yeah. care. They didn't have to do too much. Nope
0: um when it came to that so
1: with a roster that good the guys that are getting drafted in the sixth and seventh round probably aren't going to make the team anyways so. yeah you're I,
0: I don't think you're going to have a lot of space for them so again you move up a couple times and, and get guys like trotman and bond you know who you know can contribute right now so yeah i loved what the saints did again i don't care that they have three picks this is a team that's contending for a super bowl um in the drew Brees window so yeah, they did have four picks that's true they, <laughs> they really only had three picks, but. They
1: picked the next Taysom Hill.
0: Yeah, they picked Tommy Stevens, which was weird. Um, I'll t- we'll odd. talk about that eventually. Just, yeah, we will. It was just odd to me. Anyway. I yeah, know so how i they're going to use him. You get three players that you're going to be able to use a lot, I should say. Um, yeah. Right well, no, so, you're still right. It was three picks and a seven. It was mostly three <laughs> picks. But anyway, yeah. Um, I got Lucas Yang to uh Nyangang. Kansas City. Yang Gang? Um, yeah I thought this was awesome. I mean, yang was tackled six for me um by a pretty decent margin so again you get a guy that talented. I know the hip issues probably pushed him down slightly on a lot of people's boards. I'm sure that you know people had maybe considered him late round one and and definitely round two without that so again you're getting a really mobile mobile guy who I think really good um ankle flexion really good balance um as a pass protector. So just the the ability to now have a third tackle that if Fisher or Schwartz were to go down, I don't think you'd miss much of a beat in in that sense. I think he can also be a swing tackle for you at times, if you want to go jumbo and just to have a guy like that, you know, after bringing in a guy like Clyde Edwards, you you know, you can commit to the run game a little bit more and still be able to threaten deep. And so the chiefs continue to get better. And it's it's a lot of fun to see.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I agree with all of that. Actually, so no complaints from me. The Chiefs continue to get better and better, much like the Ravens. So it's yeah. definitely interesting. A lot of teams got a lot better as we've said a couple of times now. Yeah. But
0: really would um, like to see the Chiefs and Ravens meet in the championship. I would
1: too. Right. I really He's would. Didn't get,
0: we uh, haven't gotten to see them in a playoff game yet. And I really want to. So.
1: Nope. It would be really fun if we did.
0: Uh, my
1: next scared, pick, so. uh, another Cowboys pick, actually, coming off Neville Gallimore, uh, playing on the interior defensive line for the Cowboys now. Um, in this round, that is just an absolute disruptive steal. Um, He's not necessarily like a huge production in the way of finishing. Uh, but his quickness, you know, his hands and that motor that he plays with is going to swallow up blockers and just cause a lot of problems for offensive lines. Um, and I mean, it it's pretty nuts. It, it's going to be very fun for him. I think the best way to summarize him is an NFL starter. And I I really, truly believe that. I think this was a great pick for them. Pass rusher with a high motor. Yeah, that dude. So and, and
0: uber athletic too. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun to see how how they deploy him and and an interesting defense where you can kind of align him in different spots. So let's see, what do I got next? Oh yes, Arizona didn't have a second round pick, but I tell you what, pretty decent player fell to him in the third round, uh, Josh Jones. So again, a good tackle there, um, a guy you can you can put uh, right on that right side to start opposite uh, Humphreys. And, you know, I feel like he felt a pretty decent deal. I, I was, you know, thinking a lot of teams late in round two that could have this, had this guy in their room and, and felt pretty good about it. And you get him to fall to Arizona, a team that needs that help to protect Kyler Murray. Again, I think strong player, pretty good athlete, and he's a dang finisher um, yeah. when he goes up against guys. It was cool to see him at the Senior Bowl really go up against that top competition. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think Arizona, despite, you know, I, I mean, what the heck? You got Isaiah Simmons round one. Round two is basically DeAndre Hopkins. Then you finish with Josh Jones. So, again, yeah, love the Jones picked Arizona. thought it was great value.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, my last pick's a guy, actually, a little bit further towards the top or round three, Julian Okwara uh, playing on the edge. So, we're continuing with the defensive line. Um, I think last night I compared him to Barkevius Mingo because I know I've seen that a couple of times. You know, he's one of those – another guy that's not going to be a fit for every team, but uh, situationally, the Lions could use some help on pass rush, and I think he's going to be able to slot in there and play pretty early on. He's bursty, he's bendy, and he's big. Um, he, he doesn't have a lot of functional strength, but he's like 6'4", probably 250, 245. I think it's 250. I think it's – Pretty close, if pretty close to that, but he, he, he's he got a lot of burst. He's got a lot of bend, um, and I think developmentally he could be a lot of fun, but on the Lions team, I think he'll play a lot. Yeah, I think it's a
0: big contrast from a guy like Trey Flowers, um, who's yeah. very much an edge setter type of deal. Again, he can produce as a pass rusher, but I think you're getting a guy who's complete foil of him, and like you said, bursty bendy. Those type of players, you know, they get they produce for you in the NFL. So it's a good one. Lions had some pretty good picks in this in this draft. Um finishing out for me, uh, is Alex Highsmith, the edge rusher from Charlotte, went to the Pittsburgh Steelers at pick one oh two, I believe. One oh three. I think one oh two sounds right. But again, this is a small school player that you, I think you should be excited about if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um I think he's got you know pretty good athlete overall I think he can bend and turn on the edge corner to seven all that good stuff um as a speed rusher I think he can win inside move and which is really great to see um you know him not just being a one-trick pony but I think he's got good hands too and I when you got an athlete like that you know in a, in a versatile defensive scheme like Pittsburgh's where you can move them all over the place maybe drop into coverage a little bit use that athleticism um yeah I think Alec Highsmith Alec Highsmith is a home run pick here, and I think people are gonna be looking back honestly and think, man, this guy fell to the Pittsburgh Steelers um at the end of round three.
1: Mhm,
0: yeah, oh, I had a bonus. I do remember uh Matt hurt to the Giants, which finished out a very good day for them
1: mm-hmm.
0: um again, I think like we we talked about Thomas going at four. And you have Thomas and Solder, two guys who you know you're going to be starting at tackle, I think, um, this coming season to protect Daniel Jones. But Dave Gettleman and and Joe Judge said, no, no, we're not stopping at that point. They come and get Matt Pert in the third. I think that's good value. Um, I think he's a very mobile, good footwork, good balance type of guy. I think his hand placement could could be a little bit better. I think he gets a little wide with his hands. It doesn't get in tight on the shoulders uh, with his initial strike. But I think a lot of tools there to develop as a, as a tackle, and I think it'd be great to see in, t- like, 2021 to roll out Thomas and Pert on that offensive line. Um, so again, a guy you want to bet on, and, and I like that idea of betting on a guy like Pert. So.
1: Definitely. So, yeah.
0: so that's going to do it um, with a quick little, quick little show for you guys. Um, quick hitter. Yeah, some quick hitters from day two. Um, the draft is over. It's been a great ride. Um, 2020 has been a lot of fun. Um, we've got to go to the Senior Bowl. Um, we were down in Indy during the combine.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, we got to stream uh, for you guys, which was a lot of fun. So, yeah, keep looking. Um, we're going to do team grades. Um, so the show is not yet done. Uh, we have not closed the book on 2020 just yet, but but soon. So we're going to be on to 2021 um, real soon, but yeah, look out for those grades. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun with those going through picks. Uh, probably going to go divisionally with those, so be on the lookout. Um, make sure you're following NFL Mox at NFL Mox, Follow Nate at JW Sports. Uh, we got a fun little project coming to you guys soon that we're going to announce, I'm sure, in the coming days. Um, you can follow me at Jake yeah. NFL Drafts. Yeah, like Nate said, we got got some good stuff coming. So it's going to be exciting. Um, we'll catch you guys uh, in the next one.